Hey Integrity, this is uh, Joe Nay from TNJ Rock and a Metal Talk Show. Hey man, I was wondering if you think like memories are one way that your brain can time travel. I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that and just let you know I like your show and keep up the good work, dude. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Hey, I have a hiking story to share with you. When I was hiking the PCT, I, uh, this one particular evening, um, what section was it? I think it was Southern California section. Um, I was, well, it was, it was nighttime. I was in my tent or I was setting up my tent and no, no, no. I was in my tent. I was well in my tent. Okay. Boy, I should try to remember the story first, huh? <laughs> no, I was in my tent. And uh, just about the doze off, yes. And I heard a plane. And it sounded very close, low to the ground. And, uh, oh. Ooh, there we go. And I heard a plane. And uh, it sounded really low. Okay, so we already got that part. Well, you know how it is when you're kind of half sleep, half dreaming. Um, yeah, it's hard to really respond to stuff. You don't know if it's part of your dream or part of your sleep. So come the next morning, I wake up and uh, start hiking. And for some reason or another, I'm, I'm somewhat lost, but I'm you know, that's not an uncommon thing when you're hiking long distances to uh, find yourself lost. So I was a little bit lost and uh, decided I would try to take a shortcut to get to the trail. And uh, started going through the brush and whatnot. And in this distance, I swear I'm, I see a, a plane on the ground so uh, I start walking more closer to it and sure enough it's a gra it's a plane and uh, so I sort of started wondering hmm what should I do um, there's a plane here and uh, that's probably the plane that I heard last night and it crashed and there's probably somebody in it um i couldn't see well enough to uh, see if someone were in it i mean yeah, i i could kind of tell maybe somebody was maybe slumped over but it was really hard to tell and uh i was a little freaked out when you're alone in the wilderness and <laughs> you're presented with these things uh, you really start to think of all the possibilities. One of the possibilities I thought maybe it was a drug plane, like somebody uh, carrying drugs. Uh, so I decided that I wasn't going to get any closer to the plane. Um, I had to be, oh, uh, maybe 50 yards away from from the plane. So 
I got a little spooked and decided that I would walk the opposite direction or the other direction, kind of walk more around it. Um, I specifically remember going left. <laughs> and I was still lost, didn't quite know where I was, and then I heard uh, a, uh, a bunch of people. And it turned out that that was a search team. And uh, I had pointed them in the direction of the plane. And that was that. I never found out what that was. In fact, today is my first time remembering it uh, since, oh, 2005. <laughs> so memory is a very strange thing. Which leads me to... A calling question, which I'll uh, I'll talk about in the next se- segment. Integrity Radio. Hey, John A. This is a reply to your call regarding time travel and memory. First of all, I'd like to say that uh, if you haven't visited T and J, and uh, you're into music. Well, you need to do yourself a favor. Stop on over and favorite T&J and listen to uh, his show. Very good show. All right. Time travel. Memory. Boy, you picked a good one. I love time travel. I love the, the topic of time travel. I love movies that do time travel. Now, I'm not going to be a dick and give you all these hypotheses of yes, no, and maybe, and then give you the answer after. I'm going to give you the answer first, and then jump into some hypotheses. So practically speaking, um, we, we, well, practically speaking, we are time travelers, but in one direction, um, we can't travel backwards. Okay, that's, that's the practical answer, right? And uh, and then sort of an, an even more practical, but sort of stepping more towards the theoretical side, um, there are ways of traveling it forward at different rates. So um, if I were traveling in time slower um, and you were going faster, then um, there would be a uh, the feeling of traveling, time travel. And the feeling of time traveling backwards, but that's not actually what happens. Now, if my buddy Patrick at The Great Everything was speaking on this matter, he would sound so much more eloquent than I, um, especially with his British accent and all. Man, impressive. Of course, you did mention memory and time traveling by way of using memory. And, well, I guess that's what we do all the time, right? When we think back, um, in a way, we are going back. But I'm assuming you mean the physical body, and I'm also assuming that you mean time traveling in a backwards direction. Now, from what I gather... Now, I think regarding this topic of time travel, it gets funky really when you start trying to pin down time and space. 
now we're sort of getting into uh, theoretical physics. I'm going to say something. Please don't take it the wrong way. But sometimes I really wish I could just punch certain people in the face when they start talking theoretical physics, you know. Living in the matrix. Is reality real? That kind of stuff. And not out of anger or anything, but just sort of to help the person who's going a little too far down the rabbit hole. I mean, really, I think some people have a hard time accepting that they can't know everything. And, you know, it just may be that when you are trying to know everything, you are missing out on a bunch of stuff. You know, like the little things, because that's all we can really know is a bunch of little things. So we're talking about time and space. I am not a scientist, let alone a theoretical physicist, but I can still have my mind blown, and that is time and space are an illusion, and that time is happening all at once. We're just um, receiving it in segments and in increments. And the problem with having your mind blown is that reason and logic tend to start flying out the window. Of course, this little bit of information has people hypothesizing willy-nilly. So, in reality, if you really want to know this stuff, you have to study it for years and years. Otherwise, we just have to be somewhat entertained and slightly enlightened. Integrity Radio. So, John A. from T&J, go check out his station, opened up my favorite can of worms, and that is time, space, and memory. One of the freaky things about time, for me, has been... You know, when you're younger, time goes by so slow. And then as you get older, it seems to go by faster and faster. Where, to the point where a year seems like a day. This seems to be a common occurrence. If you have a different experience, definitely share it with me. Then, of course, we have time zones, which is kind of freaky, as if time is different for people right here on Earth. It's not really true, but, you know, we have to do something, don't we? Then, of course, we have the arbitrary nature of the increment of time. Like, seriously, who gets to determine how much space is between an increment of time? You know, sort of like inches and metric. I mean, here on Earth we have a so-called 24 hours of time, but uh, on Mars, supposedly a 23 hours. So if time stresses us out, then space has to... uh, Well, space makes us wander, or wander. 
You know, as Stephen Hawking says, uh, there is nothing beyond time and space. Like if you go out into space and you were to get to the plank, you know, to the point where the Big Bang happened. Well, supposedly beyond that, there is no thing. All right, now now we're getting crazy. Now somebody needs to get slapped upside the head of me. Mm. The speed of light travels roughly 186,000 miles per second. 186,000 miles per second. You know what that is? That's sort of like the number a billion. You can't, that's just a number. You really can't wrap your head around numbers like that. I mean, you can, but it takes some work. If you think time is a trip, just start thinking about space. Imagine, space. We are creatures that have a propensity to enclose space, but enclosing space is not understanding space. It's just merely managing space. And from what astrophysicists tell me, everything is going out and away. In other words, we are in an expanding universe. So of course you have to wonder, what is it expanding into? What is the opposite of space? There's a lot more about space that my mind isn't going into right now, but memory, memory, mm -mm -mm, memory. We're finding out that the body, the whole body is a memory processing and not just the brain. The brain does something specific with memory, perhaps, but the whole body, memory processing. And memories are really a sort of a human or at least an earthling sort of a concept but it seems like the stars and the sun the the stars and the sun the stars and the planets and and their moons seems like they all have a memory of sorts like a gravitational memory or something memory the thing that humanizes time and space we are masters of limitation False memories, ooh, there's a topic. I need some academically minded people to chime in on this. Integrity Radio. So apparently it's okay to make lots of noise come 6 a.m. Well, there's a discrepancy. I think uh, for the weekends it's 7 a.m., weekdays 6 a.m. Yeah, I looked it up on the internet. And uh, apparently, yes, six o'clock. It's okay to make a shitload of noise come 6 a.m. here in California. How much you want to make a bet that if I got on my drum set and made the equivalent amount of noise, that I would have the police knocking on my door? <laughs> I-, I suppose it's maybe amusing about this is I love noise. I love like noise metal and doom metal and and experimental noise. 
But you know, the sound of leaf blowers is like the sound of pop music. Like the screeching of nails on a chalkboard. Although that kind of does sound cool. And I got a backpedal here. Of course, yeah, there's good pop music. Of course, of course. It's hard to use loose metaphors when you're a detail freak. It's hard to look at the details and see the big picture. And concurrently, it's hard to see the big picture and uh, see the details at the same time. What the hell was I talking about? <coughs> oh, oh. oh, that's right. Making noise. That's what I'm doing with my mouth hole right now. Making noise. Well, hey, make some noise, man. If it's after 6 and before 10 p.m., go for it. Have you ever wondered where noise goes? Yeah, you know, like, where does sound go after it leaves your mouth? And for that matter, where does light wind up? Does light and sound dissolve into nothing? The light and sound even have the same properties? I know sound is measured by waves and I believe light is measured by lumens or intensity. Oh well, you gotta look at the bright side of life. Um, if it gets too quiet, then the tinnitus in my ears is much louder. Yeah, the ringing in my ears is much louder if it's very quiet. So. Yeah, you gotta, gotta appreciate all things. Eardrums and eyes, these sensitive things. Man, I, I listened to a Slayer, Christ Illusion, of course, uh, the other day, played it really loud, and uh, it hurt. Yeah, it actually hurt. This really is a brave new world that we're coming into. Rock, paper, scissors. I just have a great idea. Speaker clothes with brain tooth. Speaker clothes with brain tooth. Yeah, like nice, lightweight, comfortable clothing that um, that is a speaker, you know, like an amp, like a Fender Twin. Nice, loud amp. And, um, and then brain tooth, like you can think of a song or or create a song in your head and then play it directly to your speaker clothes. Integrity Radio. All right, I might be a little slow, but I just realized that Anchor has taken away the ability to echo and. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. 
You know, it's rare when, you know, a uh, an app <laughs> actually takes something away and it makes it better. So, bravo, Anchor. That's that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, if I want my stuff to be on your station, then I'll call in, and uh, that's how it should be, right? Uh, you shouldn't just be able to press a button and um, have my content be your content. So um, it, it was an interesting feature, and I certainly used it, but hell, I, I can see why you would uh, want to take that feature away. So, um, all right, just a, a couple of cents from Integrity Radio. Oh, snap. How about having that as an optional feature? Like, after you record something, I can make it echoable. Make it echoable. Like, yeah, let people take this and use it, but don't let people take that. All right. Honey, yes. you cannot dispute facts with opinions. Correct. Just wanted to check with you. <laughs> he goddamn mad doggy. He goddamn mad doggy. Okay, I have a quote of the day for you, which comes from historian David Hackett Fisher. All great historical and philosophical arguments have probably been fallacious in some respect. If the argument is a single chain and one link fails, the chain itself fails with it. But most historians' arguments are not single chains. They are rather like a kind of chain mail which can fail in some parts and still retain its shape and function. With a hole. Oh, well, and Ronnie says with a hole. I like (laughs) Integrity Radio. What's up, Z? Listen, I don't want to do a disclaimer because I only got a minute. Bottom line, I don't give a fuck what anyone believes. Everyone can do their own thing, and that's cool with me. But this Jeff fellow who got him saying, you know, can we ever really know? I mean, look at the New Testament. It was written like, what, 200 years after the events. Like, anyone buy that shit? Like, do people just blindly accept that? He's talking about the Council of Nicaea. That was somewhere around year 212. And that was when the New Testament was assembled. That means the... Books that were going to be included were discussed and decided upon. The books of the New Testament, the account of events, happened 40, 50, 60 BC, I mean AD, right after things happened. And if you think about the trajectory of the movement, the early church saw Jesus go up into the clouds, right? That's the Bible thing. And then from there, the thing began to grow. The movement took off. The apostles were right there. They didn't need to write a goddamn book about it. But as it grew, it became important that they're, and they got older, 
it became important that their accounts were written down. I mean, that's logic, right? You wanted logic. There's basic logic on the growth of a movement. I mean, the inciting event, the execution of the growth, and then the documentation of the journey. I mean, it's just basic. Uh, I mean, I'm cool with people talking shit, but I hate it when people can't get their basic facts straight, especially when they're a guest on a program to be the expert. I swear that I made the fallacy um, segment before I heard your segment. Um, so if there were proof of the supernatural, it would have to be that particular moment <laughs> just now. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Well, why would we care what others believe? Well, you care what others believe because um, sometimes they are in seats of power and um, then their beliefs wind up um, taking control of how they exercise their powers and that's a very dangerous thing. But I think uh, maybe you agree with me on this. What you do behind closed doors, as long as you're not raping uh, children and hurting puppies, uh, it's up to you. Now, I don't think there's an argument as to what started a movement and, uh, you know, that there is a movement and that books were compiled and or written. I don't think there is an argument there. And in fact, if you're going to look back historically, then there actually were a whole bunch of Christ-like people. It was like the rock star thing to do of the day. Stand up on a bunch of rocks and have people gather around and uh, listen to what you have to say. The fact that the story of Christ it is actually an echoing of the same story that predates Christ is proof of this. Myths and memes seem to evolve much like biology. I like to think of the myths as the beautiful leaves and flowers that bloom and then fall and die off. And like I said, why would you care if someone believes one thing or the other? Because belief is not optional. You, you know, what are you going to do? If I believe there are invisible flying elephants in the sky, how would you convince me otherwise? However, I have a bunch of ways that I could convince you that there are invisible elephants flying in the sky. Uh, one would be by, um, you know, violence, maybe holding you at gunpoint and making you admit it, torture, right? Or I could pay you, I could pay you a whole lot of money and make you sign some contracts. And, uh, you know, that's how Chris Angel does it. <laughs> and the, uh, the esteemed guest of my show, uh, after hearing your call in, stormed out. I don't think I'll ever hear from him again. He got all flustered, and uh, I just said, hey, he's a friend. Shut up. He has a voice. He has his opinions. He has his view, or his perspective. I mean, hey, we're all trying to fight through the homogeny of our bias. Now, making sense, literal sense of the Bible, oh, well, that's silly. I mean, 
I, I can make more literal sense of Newton's Principia. And historical facts are verified uh, the same way scientific facts um, are discovered. Science happens through repeat experimentation, and historical fact is discovered by repeat verification or reiteration of a particular figure or a particular story. I'm no theologian, but I believe, uh, if memory serves correct, that the Christ story is a reiteration of Zarathustrianism. Now, I think, Kurt, uh, you would probably be a bit more educated on this than I. Theology, history, and philosophy are a mess. That's why I don't really dive too deep into them without referring to reality, reason, science, logic, math, always trying to learn more, not just verify, uh, you know, what is dictated to us. All right. Thanks for the call in. And I look forward to your responses. Integrity Radio. You know, words have meanings and I think the term atheism needs to be defined. And I, I have, I have something for you on the term. Uh, the etymological root word, atheism, originated before the 5th century BCE from the ancient Greek. Athos meaning without God. In antiquity, it had multiple uses as a pejorative term applied to those thought to reject the gods worshipped by the larger society. There were those who were forsaken by the gods or those who had no commitment to belief in the gods. The term denoted a social category created by the orthodox religionists into which those who did not share their religious beliefs were placed. The actual term atheism emerged first in the 16th century. That's a huge span there. With the spread of free thought, skeptical inquiry, and subsequent increase in criticism of religion, application of the term narrowed in scope. Now, the first individuals to identify themselves using the word atheist lived in the 18th century during the Age of Enlightenment. The French Revolution, noted for its unprecedented atheism, witnessed the first major political movement in history to advocate for the supremacy of human reason. Now, I had suspected this for a while, but I I just had to look it up. I had to research it. And yes, indeed, atheism is a negative term used by the religious. It wouldn't be a term that the people would call themselves. You know, it's like old school nigger. You know, you would you would never call yourself a nigger. That was what your um, suppressors called you. So the term atheist has its roots in negative land there. 
and it took from 5th century BC to the 1700s for it to become a positive thing. And that is to advocate human reason, which at this point has moved on from uh, religiosity and philosophical tail chasing, or should I just say philosophy? Again, I'll philosophize all day with you, as you know. But it's psychology that's going to get the job done. It's math that's going to pay the bills. It's medicine that's going to save you and help us to overpopulate the planet. And it's science and social engineering that's going to help us to deal with that problem. No religious or philosophical coddling is going to help us out of the mess that we are in and piling upon us, you know, population. So many people live in the good life. It's hard to sustain. Now, of course, our artificial intelligence uh, will be able to live through the muck and mire that we leave behind. It might even be able to get through our low Earth atmosphere which we are polluting with broken satellites by the moment, by the second. What do you think, Terrence? Come on, give, give some last words. You're wearing a Nassau shirt. Come on. Um, I, think, I think we need to get better at the things we do and stop polluting things because almost everything we do, including space, causes extreme amounts of pollution in there, and we need to come up with better ways to get to space without destroying everything in there. I heard some really good advice. You know what the advice was? What? Clean your room. No, I swear. I, the, it, like, this guy gives major advice to executives. He says, clean your room. Anyway, Integrity Radio. If you're on Anchor, you just heard Bark Market. Uh, otherwise, you didn't just hear Bark Market. And if you've never heard of Bark Market, go on YouTube and look up Bark Market. Um, specifically the album L. Ron. It's, uh, it's been out for a long time and it's something that just still rips at my black soul. Well, I'm not black and I don't have a soul, but <laughs> come on, you know what I mean. So, speaking of music, how closer am I to doing this piece, recording this piece of music for the show? I'm much more closer. I believe that it's actually going to uh, get done, maybe even completed by the end of the day. So um, who knows, I might even post it, um, maybe. But Terrence is home, so Bill and Rob uh, will be coming home a little later on today. So the whole crew will be home so we can work on the act we really need i can't write the music without blocking it right so they're going to help me to block it and then comes the writing part so maybe a lot of leisure time uh is the right way to go right remember slacker lack um because that will probably mean i'm gonna have to stay up late to actually get her done 
which means if I go all balls out today, come evening, I'll just want to sleep and not have any creative energy. But in the meantime, who is this person parked in the front of our property? Hmm. You know, we've got dogs, we've got security gates and cameras. I still am compelled to go out and see what the hell is going on. See, that's why I want a drone. If we, if we have a drone, a security drone, then the drone can automatically uh, acknowledge a presence, go out, investigate that presence, and give you, you know, a little tweet, Twitter or something about, uh, you know, what it saw. So I didn't have to spend like, you know, 15 minutes going all the way out, looking, see what's going on. And, you know, it was nothing, of course. Uh, so he's just parked out there, so. Um, but, ugh. Security drones. It should be a household thing. Every household should have one. Even, apartments even, little, you know, apartment security drones. If you live in an apartment, have one of those little tiny micro drones. I am drone ignorant, by the way. I really don't know anything about them, but boy, are they neat and cool and expensive. The uh, nice ones that probably do what I want them to do. Yikes. I could totally see like AI and drone dating and all that kind of stuff. Travis, which you gotta go check out his station, although he has nothing on there, but uh, sometimes he does, I guess. But no, I don't think he's ever had anything on there. Never mind, don't, go, don't check him out. Travis, he's into those racer drones, those FPV drones, but he's just into doing the aerial type stuff. And uh, yeah, he was talking about tourism drones where there's drones parked somewhere across the world and then you just operate them remotely. Uh, with some uh, VR goggles or your screen, phone screen, whatever. Of course, my man Travis is talking the here and now, and I'm usually talking, you know, somewhere in the future, like right after I die. However, I think this philosophy has suited me because I'm always reaching just beyond reason, just beyond reason, not too far beyond reason, but I'm re usually reaching just beyond what we know as reason. Sort of like a carrot on the end of the stick. I heard a wonderful quote, I'm gonna say it. This is in, uh, in memory of my friend's dog, Molly. And uh, that is that dogs only live a little while they, they only live a short span because they get it right the first time or something like that I've misquoted I'm sorry we, or maybe it takes us longer to get it right maybe that's it I think you get a choice in life and that is if you're able to lick your own genitals then you're not allowed to live as long I think that's how it works. I'm sure any of my dogs would say they prefer to live as a dog being waited on hand and foot, scratched and pet and coddled, than to live a, a single day as a human. Dogs probably 
look at us and say, look at you, you don't even have a tail. On another note, Ronnie just gave me the biggest sketchbook the world has ever seen. I can use this sketchbook to uh, also train and lift weights. Um, this thing is huge. Thank you so much, love. And right now it's just sitting in front of me suffering from the brand new sketchbook syndrome where you don't know what first mark you want to put in it. You just, you just, uh, what to put in there. I wish I could get all my other sketches and have them in this book. So then I would have just one big book of sketches, but eh, wish in one hand, right? Ooh, maybe I could glue photocopies of my work other sketchbooks into this one. Hmm. All right, it's 1220. It's coming up on 1220. And you know what that means, right? That's right. Four more hours till 420. That's not going to stop me. Integrity Radio. Today I would describe myself as a punk rock, hippie, commando, pacifist, space traveler. No, time traveler. Space time traveler. Yo, Integrity Radio. This is Chad. Sifu. Um, yeah, you know the echoing thing? I think you still can echo. They've just, um, included more options to the sharing. And if you click share, where add to station used to be, um, messages, Facebook, all those other things will pop up. And there should also be an add to station option as well. It's white, but it's, it's just, it takes one more step to add it to the station. All right, the chat out. Integrity Radio. This is the Chad Azivu. And I just want to drop in and say, hey, your content that you're producing is wonderful, amazing, fantastic, addressable, understandable, tactful. And I don't want to say entertaining, <laughs> but it is, uh, I guess, I guess it's entertaining in a deep, contemplative, brainful thinking kind of way. Keep it up. Chat out. Hey, Chad. Z here. Thank you very much for the kind words, and uh, and thank you for your participation in the discussions, which I really think has been a blessing, so to speak. <laughs> you know, the more people that chime in, the greater perspective that we can build. Like I always say, it's helping people to find that unique 
perspective that is the challenge because their perspective is unique to them but they have to actually find it and not be sold on it and I gotta say since we last jammed together uh, you have improved uh, exponentially that's the word man I can't wait to uh, jam out with you You and me will be able to jam on the blues like two white guys on marijuana. I just did a painting. Just, I don't know if I finished it. Like with any of my paintings, I never know if they're finished. But um, it's the first like montage, painting montage of Hawaii. And it's got sort of a representation of an ocean, a turbulent ocean, and an island landmass with faces, of course, you know, all they got faces that are just popping up all over the place, sort of in, in, in abstraction. Um, and one of the faces is a pig face. I don't know if that's my alma core or not, but... <laughs> um, yeah, with... Uh, Faces coming out and a mushroom, of course, floating in the sky. Uh, yeah, so I'd uh, let you know. I might post it up. It, 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 there's something that seems it's not quite right with it yet, so uh, I will I will post no picture before it's uh, deemed. Substantial. There's the word. <laughs> oh, right. Hmm. You know, that it, it was a pig. It really did look like a pig at first, but I think I'm going to have to turn the pig into a pit bull. Yeah, so I'm seeing more of a pit bull now than a pig. The music update. Yep. Still thinking about it. <laughs> Still focusing on it. Um, now that everybody is home and in the house, we are going to do a uh, practice after we eat. And uh, we're going to eat. Ronnie's making an egg souffle of some nature. Mm. And uh, hot dang. Then we're going to practice. We're going to run through and, uh, and block it. And then I'm gonna write it. I'll take you through the process too. Welcome on board. So we are going to record the song in Logic. I think that's the program I'm using. Logic and the unfortunate thing is I want to get a clarinet in there because we do have a clarinet and uh, I would like to get a clarinet sound in there, but there is no decent clarinet sound in Logic. It's not Logic or Reason. It's Logic. I can tell you what it isn't. It's not Pro Tools. Frickin' Pro Tools just took my money for a whole year. A whole year. Finally, next month, I am going to attempt to get out of Paying. I mean, I should be done. It's a year subscription. Man, I didn't record a single, not a single thing in Pro Tools. 
I would like Avid to take Pro Tools and stick it up there. Oops, look, I think we've run out of time. Integrity Radio. Voila! Fini! That's right. Got her done. Well, we didn't write the song, but we do have it blocked out. So for the production music, it will be a tempo of 112 beats per minute. It will be 100 measures. And uh, we have all the cues and all that set. So now the easy part is to uh, just get some uh, instruments to play some pleasant sounds at that tempo and for that amount of measures. (laughs) So how long did that take? That took five of us coordinated. It took about three hours to block the, uh, to block it out, to block the music out. And, uh, got her done. All right. Hey, in part, thanks to you, Anchor Listener. You know, because I'm using that whole psychology of uh, telling you that I'm going to do something and then having to hold myself to do it because I told you that I was going to do it. It's a good technique. So now the question is, do I start recording it now while it's fresh in my head? Or do I trust the score when I wake up in the morning? (laughs) Well, I hope today's show was a little bit more fun and entertaining than uh, the previous show, which was, uh, I'd say, a bit more insightful and, uh, I don't know, educational, perhaps. So, to go to sleep or to stay up and make music. It is Friday. Hmm. Alright. We'll see. We will see.